It's 4 o'clock in Los Angeles. It's 6 o'clock in Chicago. And it's 7 p.m. in the Big Apple, New York City. Hello, everybody. I'm Mad Dog DeCipio, joined as I am each and every week by the Pitbull herself, Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. How are you, Amelia? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. We have a special show tonight. Yes, we do. Yes. Don't get too excited, though, because I know it's one of your favorites. Oh, my goodness. It's thundering out here. Is it? Yes. Those Those are the rock gods. (laughs) <laughs> dropping hammer on you right <laughs> yep tonight on what's the buzz america's best podcast becoming paul mccartney and uh, and joining us in this endeavor is a a veteran <laughs> a veteran of just 18 years of age I, I i i feel so oh my god i feel so old 18 this young man is and he's already a vet of the rock yeah. business Scary thought, folks. But you know what? Philip Shaffron did it right because he started when he was young, by God. Phil, welcome to the show. How you yes, doing? Kid? Welcome to the show. Doing pretty good. How about you guys? Um, rock and rolling, man. You know, that that's my that's my motto. Rock and roll. Just you know, just nice. go, do it till you can't do it anymore. You know, Absolutely. go bigger, go home, that's go right. balls to the walls, you know. That's how we roll around this joint. Um <laughs> yeah. So uh, I found, let me tell everybody why you're here tonight. Well, first of all, everybody knows if you watch the show, Amelia and I, uh, particularly me, but and I think she became a fan by proxy, to be honest with you, because uh, she's not really a Beatles fan, because I kind of like made her one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge Beatles fan. Um, I grew up with the Beatles. I saw them perform on the Ed Sullivan show um, way, way back when, 19... 19- <laughs> 64 <laughs> hell back then. Um, and I did too I was uh, five years old five and a half years old when the Beatles performed on Ed Sullivan that's a scary thought and I yeah, remember crazy. I still remember the songs they sang for crying out loud uh, and, and just as a side note by the way if you ever want to see a great movie about that period of time there's a movie called I Want to Hold Your Hand with uh, uh, with uh, Mary Jo Sperber and um, um, and and Eddie Deason. Eddie Deason was the other performer. Uh, go on Google and you'll uh, go on YouTube. It's probably on there. You can get it for free. It's called I Want to Hold Your Hand. It's about how these kids crashed the Beatles hotel room. That's a pretty cool movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty cool movie. Um, We were actually supposed to have Eddie Deason on the show. Remember, Amelia? Yes. We were supposed to have him on the show. And one thing led to another, and he couldn't appear. Anyway, but we got... Who needs Eddie Deason? We got Phil Schaffron here. Yes, we do. (laughs) So, young man, you're 18 years of age. That's a tender age to be playing for, what, five, six years now? Yep, just about five years. Five years. I still want to smack you. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't listen to him, Philip. So how did you tell everybody kind of how this journey began? First of all, why the music business? What was it about music? And then tell us how things kind of like evolved. 
So the music thing comes from uh, mostly my dad and my mom a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Growing up, uh, I have seven older siblings, and God every one of them play music. <laughs> seven, <laughs> so holy jeez! They either sing or play guitar, and I grew up around bands, and my dad's in a band too. So when I was about, what band is your father in right now? And he's in a couple bands. So we have a family band. It's called Clan Shaffron and Friends Band. And he's in an originals band with his friend. They're called Open Sunday. And they play all around St. Louis. Oh, man. I got to have the whole family on then. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's... You, brother, you just custom made a show for me. Do you realize that? You just, you, that, brought me, <laughs> you just brought me and Amelia a show. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they like oh. to call it the real-life Partridge family. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I'll, I'll go you okay. one better. The Cowsills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know who they are? Heard of, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that you have a broad taste that you know who the councils are. Partridge family. You was just a, you weren't even a gleam in your father's eye when the Partridge family <laughs> went off the air. Let alone when they went on the air. Right. But I knew well, I knew Danny Bonaducci, too. So he played on the Partridge family. Um, I, my, I'm like all over the place, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm old, I'm old. So, um, so you you grow up clearly in a, a very musical, very talented family. Um, a lot of Beatles in the family. Oh yeah, my dad listened to Beatles all the time. One of my first memories actually is we uh, went on vacation and we were on the beach and he was listening to Twist and Shout on his radio. And oh, I think kind of where the Beatles thing clicked in my brain. is like, I love that. I love that music. There's nothing better than laying on the beach, listening to She Loves You, Yeah, 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 <laughs> Twist and Shout, Hard Day's Night, Help. Sure. Pick pick a song, any song. Sergeant Pepper, it doesn't matter what <laughs> era. Exactly. You know? So um, you got bit by the beetle bug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so what at what age did the beetle bug bite your hiney? I would say about four or five. Oh, young, real young. Young, yeah. Oh wow. Like you're talking like just out of diapers. <laughs> and you knew what that was? Do you know what the Beatles were at four years old? Oh yeah. Boy, I'm gonna grow up in your house when I come back. <laughs> I'm serious. I'd love to have that shit going on. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. And um, my sister that's closest to age to me, she's just four years older than me. And she was in love with the Beatles and she had posters in her room and oh, had the CD at that point and was listening to them all the time. Oh, God, sure. Absolutely. And then, let me guess, at just a wild guess, her favorite is Paul. Uh, I want to say so. That that seems like something that would be your favorite. I'm not 100% sure. I don't remember that. <laughs> it has to because every all the girls loved Paul. He was the cute one. George was the quiet one. Ringo was the funny one. John was the serious one. Oh, yeah. Little did they know that none of that is true. <laughs> none of it's true. We'll talk about that later in the show. So you get bit at an early age by the music bug, and you just hey, I gotta follow this. Um so what was the first time you ever had a guitar or an instrument in your hand? So when I turned 12, I believe it was my 12th birthday, my dad gave me one of his classical acoustic guitars. 
And um, by that point, I'd been playing ukulele. I really want to move into your house. <laughs> and I'd been learning a bunch of older songs. Like I liked a lot of Chuck Berry, of course, and started listening, being into the Beatles music. I started learning that on a ukulele. And then when I finally got my guitar, I was like, okay, I really want to dig into learning these George Harrison guitar licks and solos yeah. and stuff like that. And then uh, just a little bit after that, I picked up the bass and got really into the Paul stuff. Yeah, I tell you what, it, the music is, its I want to say it's enticing, it's hypnotic, it's seductive. For sure. It, it, all the above. And, and uh, there's just something so effortlessly timeless and classic about Beatles music. And it doesn't matter, as I said before, Phil, it doesn't matter what era we're talking about. It doesn't matter if it's the 60s. With, you know, the Meet the Beatles, it, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, 65 with Revolver, 66, 67 with Sgt. Pepper, Abbey right. Road, doesn't make any difference. Um, John Purcell is here. Hey, John, thank you. Awesome show, he says. Terrific. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's that's our Ringo. <laughs> that's our Ringo. Oh, is that Ringo? <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, hey, Ringo's here. You know what? Ringo, stick around. Stick around because I'm going to bring your ass into this conversation. <laughs> I'm going to bring, he's going to hang out there in the chat room. So, okay, cool. We got, we got the Ringo with us. Cool. Very cool. Um, so let's talk about this. So you're a young guy, 12. You got to finally get a guitar in your hand. Um, by the way, just, just for the record, I became a drummer because of Ringo Starr awesome. back in 1966, okay? It's a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. Now I can't play the drums because years ago I had an accident and I can't use my hand anymore. Oh, not sorry, for drumming. Yeah. I can use it for strumming, but not for drumming. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why I have a guitar and not a set of drums in my house. <laughs> right. So, um... You got this thing going now. You got this bug in your head, this music bug. And do you know what you're going to do with it yet? And at what point do you say, that's my direction? By a little bit by that point, um, I didn't really think about it when I was thir turning 13. And I actually was in a band with my dad. We started our family band. And we just kind of played at bars and some wineries. And it wasn't until... I hit high school and I started getting into writing originals. I was thinking I would love to do this for the rest of my life as a career. Yeah. So every day I was looking for my next step. I was looking for a band or I was looking for something online, you know, and it was really hard at first and it's really hard to find stuff, especially the area I'm in. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all about who, you know, and I happened to meet Everett Dean uh, just last year, actually just about a year ago. Right. And, I saw him playing and I thought it was really cool. We got to talking and then started playing with him because, you know, I was always looking for something new, whatever's the next step that I could hit. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And after that, I was really enticed by, I was already enticed by the Beatles music and he loved the Beatles just as much as I did or even more. So we started our Beatles project, which was the Fab Lads. And yeah. we've been moving along with that. And that's been great. I mean, I love yeah. being tall, you know. I have had the pleasure recently, Philip, of seeing the Fab Four. Mm -hmm. 
perform awesome. in my area. They came. They finally got to my area. Um, that and I have to say, I've heard a lot of Beatle tribute bands, a lot, including yours, which we're going to hear from tonight. Uh, you're going to hear a kind of a mini concert tonight, folks. Um, I'm going to let this music roll, and I'm not going to stop it till it's over. And because uh, I want you to sit back and listen and enjoy, because I like these guys pretty good. <laughs> um, I went to see the Fab Four, and I have to tell you something. Other than the Fab Four, the Fab Lads have the next closest thing to the Beatles stage persona. And I'm going to say that for the record. Thank you so much. You have the period <laughs> pieces. You've got all the period pieces. You've got the music right. You got the right combination of people. Um, only one criticism: tell John Lennon to get better hair. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a better wig. Right. That's yeah. that's it. That's the only criticism. But yeah. the sound is there. Thank it's you. there. The sound that. is there. Because you're not going to find anybody that's that's going to duplicate the Beatles. Right, but the Fab Four, in my opinion, are as close to John, Paul, George, and Ringo as you're going to get. Yeah, and you guys are, and you guys are right behind them. Thank you. You're so much. right behind them. Um, Amelia. Yes. Questions for our young squire. Oh, of course, I, I, I was watching some of your clips and everything, and I love how you guys have the wonderful energy on stage. Is there a certain song that everybody has you do an encore? As an encore, what we like to do is. Everybody loves Hey Jude, so of course we have to do that, and it stretches out there at the end. Oh, yeah. That's uh, about 39-minute song. <laughs> <laughs> and, By know, the way, love, just so you that. know, breaking news, everybody, Elvis is in the building. <laughs> Elvis is in the building. Everett Dean is there. Everett, how are you, brother? Well, you know what? We should have had the whole crew on. Yeah, we're, we're gonna do that. We're gonna I do think, a part two with the whole uh, band. Well, Philip and I, together. Talk, and I, I'll tell you what we did. And, and Chloe I'm wanted glad, to get into the picture here. <laughs> I'm glad John is here with us, and uh, and Everett is here, because um, we're going to have. Well, I, I guess I could tell everybody now, right, Philip? Sure thing. We, we, Philip and I talked about this. I said, let me do this first. Let let me have you on first. I wanted to use Philip as a gateway drug into <laughs> the, the fab lads, okay? And then I want to bring the rest of the crew. I want to bring Everett Dean on because, we you know, don't forget, we have an Elvis show coming up, too. That's right. We do. I, I, I haven't forgotten that. we got an Elvis show coming up. Awesome. Um, and, uh, and Everett, I love you, brother, but you got to get better John hair. I told <laughs> Yeah, something, something about that is when we started, we had a very minimal budget. <laughs> so as far as that, you know, we got all the suits and then we got all the guitars. Phillip, I'll buy him a wig, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd love that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but and then, uh, oh, John Purcell says, thank you. Hey, brother, you no, you don't have to thank me. You guys are good. Um, so let's talk about this because we got a lot to cover tonight. Um. To, to bring everybody up to speed, we have uh, Philip Schaffern as our guest. He is a bassist, um, keyboard. I'm sorry, he's a bassist and founding member of the Fab Lads. He plays Paul McCartney in the band. Uh, he is a um, 
an amazing young guy at just 18 years of age, grew up in the musical family and found out very young that this is what he wants to do with the rest of his life. And I'll tell you what, that kind of grit and determination, uh, it would not surprise me. In fact, I'm going to make a prediction. You're going to hear the name Philip Schaffrin uh, as a major player in the music business. And uh, and I think that's going to happen in the next 10 years. I believe that. And I, I think you're going to make it as a, a an original artist. And it, don't be surprised. Yes. But country music has your name on it right now. <laughs> right. Okay. Ask Amelia. She knows when I make a prediction like this, it's pretty accurate. Absolutely um, accurate. Yes. So let's talk a little bit. About, oh, I'm sorry, Amelia. I interrupted you. I no. got you. No, no you're good. <laughs> oh, look, she got the doggy with her. Yeah, he. Yeah, uh, she came. She came on the show. She wanted to be on the show because <laughs> when, <laughs> when it comes to music, she just loves music too. But uh, beautiful. And, yeah, and uh, well, I was going to say thank you too. Uh, to thank you for keeping up the music back. You know, because music isn't like it is today. Back Absolutely. Then. You can actually sure. understand the words because Angela and I were talking about it uh, on the uh, last week's meeting that mm -hmm. we had that, you know, that music isn't like it is today. And do you see yourself uh, doing your own music later on as well? Have you yeah. written songs? To do originals for sure. Um, building kind of more of a reputation in the music with the Beatles thing. And not only keep doing the Beatles thing, but also branch off and just work with whatever I like, you know whatever i find because i really you know of course the beatles did this the experimental side of music just playing and making sound something make something sound good oh absolutely know. yes amelia yes elvis just spent 1900 dollars <laughs> on a 70s wig uh-oh everett where the hell are you going shopping at brother i want to take you with me to the bargain basement man we're going to do some shopping <laughs> <laughs> 1900 for well, you know what he's right though yeah, if they Everett, Everett, yeah Everett's right because some of those Elvis wigs could get pricey yes, they and do. some of them jumpsuits could get very pricey yes oh, yeah. and heavy especially too. if you got like a lot of diamonds and sequins and shit on it yeah, yeah he's cheap going for that he's, he's yeah. got he's got great jumpsuit looks great and then he's got that wig I mean it looks perfect yeah I'll tell you what, oh. Philip, well, let me do this. We're going to jump out of here and do a commercial break. Short break, and we'll be right back, okay? Sure thing. All right, take care. Hey, Max, what's going on? I'm X, and from this moment on, I'm going to be your own personal AI DJ on Spotify. Let's go. Up next, I know you've been on a summer song kick lately, so I went back for some of your old summertime favorites to see if it warms you up. Next up, some of the music you had on a lot back in 2018. All right, Max, let's get you out of your feels and switch up the vibe. You've been into dance music lately. I got this brand new release to get you moving. Introducing DJ, the best of Spotify made just for you on Tap Away. Powered by AI, delivered by me, your very own DJ. Step 
wine Train the people only to consume Step two Infiltrate adults with the news Step three Indoctrinate the children through the schools And the music and the apps On the phones that they use Step four Separate the right from the left Step five Separate the white from the black Step six Separate the rich from the poor Use religion and equality to separate them more Step seven Fabricate a problem made a lie Step eight Put it on the news every night Step nine When people start to fight and divide Take control This is called situational design it's back, America's best podcast. What's the buzz? I'm Mad Dog Scipio. Tonight, a very special show, Becoming Paul McCartney. Joining me is the Pitbull, the mouth of the South herself, Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. And our special guest, this young squire, Philip Shaffron, is Paul McCartney in the Fab Lads. And uh, you're from St. Louis. Um, it's a, that's a pretty nice area to be from, from music. There's a lot of... Um, I don't know if you know, but a lot of notables came out of the St. Louis, the Missouri Delta area. Um, the blues was basically born right. in that area. People don't realize that. Blues music, big time blues music was born there. Um, so when did you realize that you had to do something about putting a band together? And who were your first initial uh, crew members band members and are they still the same today so um when i very first started it was my family band and then i to move forward from that so um with the beatles thing i uh i didn't really do much in between not much in band stuff in between that with the beatles thing i uh i met Everett dean and we started working on some stuff and we uh, put some ads out. We were looking for a couple people. It's kind of hard to find Beatle guys in this area. It's I don't, I'm not quite sure why. I don't know if it's what people know here, what they, you know. It's the hair, Philip. It's the hair. <laughs> it's all about the hair, brother. <laughs> and um, I had asked my drummer in my family band, which is John Purcell, if he wanted to do it and he was iffy about it at first we do a bunch of Beatles stuff in that band i know he likes it it was just a matter of he was in a bunch of other bands and he didn't think he had much time for it right. so we kept you know looking for people and everett and d and i kind of we almost thought it wasn't going to work out to be honest with you but a quick thing of a miracle john purcell he calls me up and we were talking about it i believe he talked to everett beforehand and he's he was all in for it so mm-hmm. We had our drummer, and now we we're just looking for our George. And um, a little bit after Ever and I started playing together, we got offered to do a Beatles festival in uh, Prairie Town, Illinois, is where it's at. And okay, we did sure. that. My brother Ryan played bass, and I just played guitar. We weren't in costume or anything, just as ourselves. And just so happens, you know, there's a bunch of bands that day, and the guy who played after us, his name is Gavin. His, his name's Gavin O'Brien. And I saw a video of him. We left afterwards. I saw a video of him, and he sounds just like George Harrison. That's my first thought. It's like his vocals, perfect. Sounds just like George. So um, I have a question right there for you. Yeah. Keep in mind, we're talking about a Beatles tribute band. What was more important, the vocal or the look? The physical resemblance to George or the vocal resemblance to George? For me, a lot of it's the music just because I like to dwell on the getting music, the music right just because mm-hmm. a lot of people notice that. It's 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 really tricky 
to, you know, be like, this guy could look nothing like him, but he plays it perfectly. It just so happened that Gavin, he also, you know, he has the brows and he's got a good look to him. He's got good stage presence. That's another thing, the presence right. that they have on stage when they're playing. They're not just mm -hmm. standing playing the song and then that's it. He, he was getting oh. into it, enjoying himself. Oh, God, I, sure. And you that, can tell that, that's he very hopeful. impressive that you that you you say that. Um, a lot of people, and, and I want to give you a little a heads up into my background. I did only two things in life, um, and they were both involving music. And I was a sound engineer, and, and I and I DJed for ages and ages. I was a sound recording engineer. Awesome. And um, I can tell you from a visual standpoint, if somebody has the sound you're looking for, the look doesn't matter because you can make them look like anybody you want. For That's sure. what makeup will do. Absolutely. So I'm glad that you had enough sense of mind to go with your gut and, and your ear and Correct. say, hey, yeah, this is, this is what I'm looking for. This guy's got a great sound. Because right. George especially, George has a very distinctive sound, and it's you can't just you know, pull up the uh, uh, George Harrison lookalike book. You know, <laughs> <laughs> can I have a George, please? Right. Sure. That way, George had a very distinctive style and a look and a sound. Um, so did, for that matter, so did John and Paul, but John and Paul were more of the everyday guys, right? You know. Absolutely. Uh, even Ringo, to some degree, was just kind of like a regular guy. Right. Yeah, remember, he played with Rory Storm in the Hurricanes before the yeah. Beatles. And um, and by the way, we're going to have Pete Best on the show. No, we confirmed that Pete Best will be on the show. Oh, wow. He was supposed to be with us before. Because mm -hmm. I know the woman that used to own the Cavern Club. Awesome. She's That's a cool. friend of mine. Yeah. And she's been on the show here. Um, she and her father used to own the cavern, and oh, wow. and we've awesome. had a guy here, our friend Marcus Cahill. <laughs> you want to talk about a John Lennon lookalike? Yeah. I got a guy for you. His name is Marcus Cahill. He played the Cavern Club more than the Beatles did, over <laughs> five hundred and twenty-one times. Gosh, I think I heard straight up. I'm not making a yeah. word. You can check yeah. this out, folks. You yes. can Google it yourself and check it out. Marcus Cahill played the Cavern Club 521 times, twice as many times as the Beatles, twice as long as the Beatles. That's insane. Remarkable. Yeah. So, yeah, now, yeah, so you have this band, um, and Everett does your John, and you're a Paul, so you have a George. Who's your Ringo? Talk to me so about that. Is our Ringo, and... Um... We played in my family band together. And, oh, okay, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, we used to play a bunch of Beatles in my family band. You know, my dad was into it. My brother was into it. So we did right. a bunch of stuff. And um, I just, every time he'd play a Beatles song, I was like, that was perfect. <laughs> I'd tell him, I'd look at yeah. him, I was like, I just be like, all right, that was really cool. And every drummer I've played with, you know, they'll play a beat. They'll play a, either a surf beat or whatever, just yeah. jam them. But I've never heard anybody play the songs better than john it was crazy and yeah i initially asked him i was there's like, only one better than john and that's ringo <laughs> pretty much in in my world you know I, there's a lot yeah. of great 
those. And a well, lot of can them- John do? If, if you impress me with this answer, I will bow <laughs> to you, brother. Can John do the Ringo Shuffle? Yes, yes. He can do the shuffle. Yeah, and I've also seen him do the left-handed rolls too. So <laughs> that's, that's oh. great. I'm not worthy, brother. I'm not- <laughs> wow. No kidding. He can do the shuffle. Let me tell everybody, if you're looking for information on booking the Fab Lads, go to www.fablads.net. Everything you need is there. Their itinerary, their schedule, how to book them, where to book them. There's a contact, um, I'm sorry, a contact email, and I believe there's a contact number as well. Right, Phil? Yes, sir. And uh, that number should be on the website. I don't have it on hand, but it's all That's there. On okay, the- we'll just let them. We'll let them find it themselves. Or go to fablads.net. That's where to find um, Philip and his uh, the rest of the merry men of the fablads.net. Amelia, questions yes. for Philip Shaffron. Yes. Uh, it also, I was looking um, at your page and everything, and also with the guys. What other instruments do you play besides the guitar, electric guitar? I like to do a little bit of everything. I um, My very first instrument before guitar, before I played ukulele, when I was really young, I liked to mess around on the piano because that was it was relatively easy for me. You know, there's you got C, you got C on the other side. Mm-hmm. It's just from there. And um, I play piano, and, of course, I sing, play bass. I play guitar, ukulele. I played saxophone before, mm-hmm. then harmonica. Just any – I'd like to – like, if I could pick up an instrument, no matter what it is, I'd like to at least figure it out. <laughs> just, I, I like re- this kid. He's not I know, afraid. right? Nope. <laughs> pick it up. You have no fear, brother. Let me tell you something. <laughs> That would scare the hell out of most grown men. <laughs> I'm serious. The the unknown, not knowing what sound you're going to get out of any particular instrument, you may get a sound that you don't, you don't want to get. <laughs> you know, you may get you may get something happen you don't want to happen. But Can I tell you no, what? It's the... a scary thought, though, Amelia, isn't it? Not well. I he. A lot of people love to play different instruments, and that's great because that way, in case somebody doesn't show up, he was able to play an instrument for, you know, whatever sound Absolutely. that they need. Absolutely. And I tell you what, whenever I saw some of the clips of his shows, there's not anybody sitting down. Everybody is standing room. I mean, class. Well, and that is one a hell of a segue. Yes. But before we go to that clip, let me just bring a couple of people in here. John Purcell. Okay, so we're they're just giving each other the thumbs up yeah, and hearts. hearts and, mm-hmm. So let's uh-huh. take a look and uh, and if the guys at YouTube copyright are looking, <laughs> I look at this. There you go. Um, because <laughs> I'm playing this kid's music because he's good and I'm gonna plug him. God damn it! Absolutely. Yes.
going to take a little bit uh, of a, a break right now to ask some questions. And that we will watch much more of that concert. Or actually, that's just a promotional reel, I guess it, it is, right? Is it your promo yeah. reel? Yeah. Beautiful. Well, we're going to let everybody just have fun with it tonight. Great music, and we're just going to jam out to it. Just stand up. and If you're at home, stand up and dance. Yes. I mean, if you're in your underwear, it's hard to keep... and dance around in your underwear. <laughs> it's hard for me to have keep fun. sitting down. <laughs> Say again, Leo? I said, it's hard for me to keep sitting down here. I'm trying to get up, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Is the dog still in your lap? <laughs> no, she, she left in there. She saw her. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, the Fab Lads... That you 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 get the band together. The Fab Lads then become an organized band, right? Yeah. And so, uh, the, you know, obviously, there's always going to be that first gig. Something's going to go right. Something's going to go wrong, right? Right. Something sure. always does, and you, especially on your first gig, what went right and what went wrong? Because everybody's got horror stories about their first gig. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, what's really funny about that is that was our first gig that video that was our very first oh, really wow. you that watch your are you serious but, yeah that was watching your first gig we had about i think three or four months to really prepare and practice for that so we threw it together really quickly <laughs> are you and, you got please tell me that you're breaking my chops here for real <laughs> are you serious no that was our first i believe that was january 7th 23 Wow, that's nuts, <laughs> son. And, uh, that's nuts. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, John Purcell was doing the Ringo Shuffle. I was watching him. Oh, yeah. Um, I, that's crazy. That's your first gig as a yeah. band. Yes, sir. You sounded like you've been playing for years. I sounded <laughs> just like him, didn't he? Couldn't even tell the Are difference. Are you kidding me? Where did you learn to, to, to channel Paul's voice? Um, it took so much practicing and really just watching a lot of videos. And I'm sure pretty much every Beatle guy will tell you that. Just videos, videos, videos. And mm -hmm. really just honing in what, how can I make my voice do that? You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Oh, we all do that, especially. Everett says, thanks for interviewing Philip on your show. John and I are in Cancun. Cancun? Yeah. You bastard, you went to Cancun without me. <laughs> Are you shitting me? I'm saying. <laughs> Next time, Everett, Papa goes with you. <laughs> nah, enjoy. Enjoy the sun and fun. Yeah. He's a great kid, and we're going to have the whole band on. Absolutely, yes, yes. Everett, you will be a guest on the show. We are going to bring you on for one of our Elvis shows. Yes. We're big Elvis fans around here. I met Elvis. So that's, and that's straight up. Okay, so. No BS, oh, straight up. So, and then we're gonna have mom and dad and the family on too. All right. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna bring everybody on. Why the hell not? You Absolutely. Know? Yes. Yep. Tonight, I know exactly. You know, becoming Paul McCartney. So, you found Paul's inner spirit somewhere, and at some point you had to open your mouth and say, "Okay, here goes nothing." When did you realize that you had you had it down? So we used to do a bunch of bar shows with the band, my family band, and I just kind of just sang the songs. I thought I sounded like me, but I had a lot of people tell me, like, oh, you sound just like Paul McCartney. You, I heard it a lot. And I kind of thought, I was like, no, I don't. I sound like me. 
But then when people started telling me that, I started thinking about it, and then I started really honing it in because, you know, if people are telling me that, they must like it. <laughs> so I really started yeah. honing Okay, if you think I sound like him now, just wait until I practice sounding like him. There are only a couple of people that I, and I'm talking about professionals, professionals. There are only a couple of professionals that I know of who can really hone Paul's voice to that finite level. One of them is Artie Sarath. Yeah. And you know who Artie is, right? Fab Four, he's amazing. Yeah. He's one of the best. He's, he's with the Fab Four, yeah. Uh, the other one might surprise you. He's a guy named Mike Miller, and not only does he sound like Paul, but he looks a lot like Paul, especially today's Paul. Wow. Um, so if you don't know him, go up on Facebook and uh, and search out Mike Miller, Paul McCartney lookalike. Let's look that up. And he plays the left-handed bass. I want to talk to you about that. Um, There are people who may say to you, Philip, you're not being authentic because Paul played a left-handed bass. Right. What do you say to those critics? Oh, yeah. I've heard that for sure. And um, I've actually been working on that, surprisingly enough. (laughs) I have one of my buddies, actually John's best friend. He's left-handed. And he's like, hey, if you're working on Paul stuff here, you can borrow my bass. So it's really hard. <laughs> it's kind of, it's taking yeah. everything you know and then completely redoing it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like, do you know who Dan Ely is? I don't, th- I don't think I do, no. Okay. I'm going to introduce you to Dan Ely. I'm going to okay. have him on when you guys come back. Okay, cool. Amelia, don't say a word. <laughs> I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell this young man here. I'm going to call you the young squire. <laughs> yes. um, Dan Ely is a dear friend of mine. He met Paul. Awesome. He gave Paul McCartney a Rickenbacker bass. Oh, no Paul kidding. Gave, yeah, he gave Paul McCartney a Rickenbacker bass. And Paul gave it back to him. And Denny Lane wanted to keep it. And Paul said, no, you can't keep it. Give it back to the kid. Right. And, of course, he was a kid back in 1974. Right. He's older than me now. <laughs> um, but he's got a story to tell. And I want you to, to, to listen to him because Paul not only played the left-handed bass, but he also played the right-handed bass. And here's what he would do. And, you, and I'll show you pictures of it. Paul would take a guitar. In fact, hold on a second. I'm going to show you something. Yeah. It's a pretty good story, too. So when you hear it, you'll be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So and your mom, does she sing as well in the band as well? Or does she just play an instrument? Uh, My mom, actually, she kind of just helps with management and booking sometimes. Uh, Much playing. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys talking? Oh, Oh, I was just asking him a question about his mom. This is a a right-handed guitar. What Paul would do, watch this. That's how easy this is. Paul would take it and just flip it over and play this way. He'd play from the first string to the sixth instead of from six down. Playing upside down. (laughs) Yeah, he would play and yeah, and he'd play finger, he'd finger it. Yeah. Finger the guitar, folks. That's what we're talking about. Fingering the guitar. 
I just because we have a lot of dirty minds out there, Philip. Yeah. I'm going to keep my guitar back here in case I need to demonstrate again. <laughs> so, but yeah, I want to bring him on. I want you to meet him. He's a remarkable guy, fascinating guy. Oh, yes. I've been trying to get a guitar out of him, but he's a cheap bastard that doesn't part with nothing. <laughs> he doesn't part with nothing. All right, we are up against another commercial. Amelia. Yes. It's that time for your oh. favorite spot. <laughs> Philip, you're going to like this one. Watch this one, kid. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com Lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter WRESTLINGFUTURE for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and Wrestling with the Future going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com. And the lawnmower 3.0, your balls will thank you. And so will we. Just wanted to start a business when something surprising happens. Today, I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting, like a lot. And her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So, she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh, I just made my first sale! You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got dang! And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life and become your own boss, build it on Shopify. What's Buzz Podcast wants to welcome Radioactive FM 88.6 in Wellington, New Zealand, Radio Perth, Australia, and RTL Radio 102.5 in Milan, Italy. Welcome aboard, and welcome to the Buzz. What's the Buzz? America's Best Podcast is back tonight's show, Becoming Paul McCartney. I'm Mad Dog Scipio, joined as I am. Every week, I try to get rid of her, Philip, but she keeps coming back. I don't know. I have a secret it. room she I come in through. Coming back. I don't know if she's going underneath the building, around it, through it. I don't know how she's getting in there, but she comes. She's see what I have to put up every with week. every week. And we are joined by Phil Shaffron. Phil is a Paul McCartney uh, in a. Uh, um, let me get back. Let me back up. Phil is Paul McCartney in the Fab Lads, a tribute band to the Beatles. There you go. See, sometimes the dentures don't cooperate when you get to this age. <laughs> and Phil is a bassist. He also writes original music, comes from a largely musical family. And I mean, everybody in his family plays something. I could, look, I could come in and play the spoons. You don't have a spoon player yet, do you? <laughs> I oh, you're going to play. <laughs> really? Oh, man, I play the spoons. I'll play knives and forks for you. <laughs> but let me tell everybody about this. Uh, Phil was part of the famed uh, group. Uh, well, I'm telling you what, Millie, what'd you do to my teeth? 
Bill <laughs> plays the part of famed Beatle Paul McCartney in the five-man group, the far, the four. I'm sorry, the the fat lad. <laughs> stop. She's making me laugh. I'm trying to do this, and I'm looking at her laughing. You're making me laugh. Stop. <laughs> We're live now. Come on. Stop. Okay. Okay. Hold on, I'll get it. Okay. <laughs> Phil plays the part of famed Vita Paul McCartney in the five-man group Fab Lads, currently performing in St. Louis and surrounding areas. Check your local paper or the fablads.net for more information. Thank you, Amelia, for letting <laughs> me get through that one for crying out loud. So uh, Phil is a bassist and a Beatle tribute artist. We're going to talk a little bit about what it was like to become Paul. Did, was it? Let me ask you a question. Was Paul your first choice or did you want to play another character in the band? So originally, since I joined Everdeen as a guitar player, he was wanting me to play George. And I wasn't, I wasn't too, I wasn't against it. I love playing George parts and I could do it, mm -hmm. but something just kind of itched at me. I was like, no, you should play Paul. So I told him, I was like, I think I'd, you know, like to be Paul instead. And he's, he's like, okay, that's fine. So that's, I don't, I'm not sure why. Something I want to give a shout out, Phil, to sure. Ashley Underwood, who's a synthesizer, plays keys and strings. Uh, they tell me that Ashley is the unsung hero of the fablands.net for sure. sure. And uh, so, Ashley, if you're watching this, if you're out there, people are talking about you all over the world right now. And if they're not, they will be shortly. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do, I want to promise everybody we're going to go back to this music. And I'm going to go back. Yes. And because I can't even believe that this is your first gig. I know, it, that's just nuts. They, they were so good. I want people to understand this. Okay. I, I, wanna, I want everybody to kind of like follow me on this because it's important. This is the first performance of the fablads.net. Okay. I'm fine. That's <laughs> of the Fab Lads as a group. Okay, I got net on the brain. Um, and the first time they performed together in public, mind you. Okay, the first time they were so good the first time out, they actually made a promo reel. <laughs> to, to get other, to, you're laughing, but you know where I'm talking about, don't yeah. you? Oh yeah, that's Thanks. how good they are. Yeah, that they're is. using their first gig as their promo reel. Do you know what kind of balls that takes? That takes big brass cojones <laughs> because they're that good. You know. Yeah, well, thank we're you. gonna watch this. I, I'm gonna watch this it. more this music because I like me some Beatles. So here you go, guys.
that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. The, I wanted to ask you about that because it seemed like an incomplete show. And, I want, and if you're a Beatles fan, you know why. So what's missing? You tell me. Hmm. I'm not quite sure. There's one era that's missing. Sergeant Pepper. Oh, yes. So that first show, we didn't do Sergeant Pepper. But after that show, because our budget, we couldn't get the costumes or the right guitars. Mm -hmm. So we made a little money off of that show. And then the next show that uh, we you, did. You bet your ass you did. <laughs> yeah, did you see we that everybody's standing room only at the end? Right. Yep. Got the costumes. And then we started working on the music. And then we were ready to go by the next show. I was going to say, because I watched that and I'm thinking to myself, man, these guys, they they did really, really well, but they missed one of the most critical periods in Beatles history was the Pepper Days. Right, absolutely. You know? sure. um, I, I, although, I will say this, you went right from the shirt and vest, you know, because Paul got the, he, he took to wearing a t-shirt and a vest for a while. Right. You know, the, the black vest you had on. Um, yeah. And that was around, I want to say, around maybe the Abbey Road days, probably somewhere around there. So you right. bypassed Pepper and you went right to Abbey Road. Pretty um, much. Is that basically because of the budget? Yeah. Okay. So and now you have the the show now that, you, that you're traveling with. You, yeah. you have now, the of course, the uh, Meet the Beatles, which is the early days. Right. You've got the revolver era. Uh, mm -hmm. You've got Sergeant Pepper, and you've got you know Abbey Road. See, and people the, that follow the Beatles, those are the four, really the four main areas because right. they were still performing and touring to some degree. They were right. doing concerts. Let's put it that way. They were yeah. no longer touring, but they were still doing shows. For sure. Um, the most famous being the rooftop concert. And, yeah. and they broke up right after that. In fact, that was the last, the very last show they ever did. Right. Um, then they went to separate ways. So at this point now, you have a full show or you're still working on it, Phil? Um, for right now, we're, we like to add more songs every now and then just to make it a different show for the people that see us multiple times. Sure. So same eras, though. And we like to kind of mix the revolver. Like Rubber Soul kind of is on the last cutoff of the early Beatles stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We get into Revolver. We'll put that in with like the pepper suits. Yeah. Just because for the amount of time we have for a show, we only have three costumes, I guess two yeah. costumes, including the suits as before the costume change. Can I show you something pretty cool? Sure. Amelia, keep our young man busy. I want to go Absolutely. get my book. <laughs> I want to go get the, the book. The book. You know the book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, your family, what uh, are they going to be traveling as well pretty soon? You guys as a family doing some shows? We kind of like to keep that local. We don't play very many big shows with that. Maybe once a year we'll do like a festival with that. Or like the fair and things like that. Yeah, stuff like that. Just for, I got the book. You know, <laughs> I, got oh, the I like that. Book. That's pretty fun. I like doing the fairs. I want to like show you something, young man. Okay. Sure. I want to show you how deep I'm into this crap, okay? <laughs> right. See the book? Amelia and, I have, Amelia and I have two friends that wrote this book. Awesome. Our That's friend Ma Marianne Howard and Ann Walsh called The Shadow of a Bass Man. That's book number one. 
This is book number two. You see how thick this book is? <laughs> right. Shit, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Watch this. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And you ready for this? Three. There's there's two more books in oh, the yeah. works. Two more. <laughs> Let me tell you what this book is about. I was not, I'm going to throw a little curveball in this interview. Sure. <laughs> uh oh. I did the foreword for those books. I wrote the foreword. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted to show you. I want to show you the foreword. <laughs> yep. And so it was important when I wrote this foreword to mention. Here you go. Here it is. Hot damn. There it is. There's my name down there, Angelo Recipio. Cool. So um, when they came to me and asked me to write the foreword, I did so. Let me tell you what the book is about, and I want to get your opinion on this. Sure. This is the first two in a four-book series, okay? okay? It's about the death and replacement of Paul McCartney. Mm. Are you familiar with that, that story, the rumor? Yeah, yeah. Definitely Some hurt. people believe that he actually died in 1966 and that the guy playing Paul now is William Shepard. Right. Yeah, I've it's, heard that. Yeah. And it's interesting. I want to get your opinion on that because um, upon occasion, if you if you yell out William, he'll turn around and talk to you. Oh, man. That's and, weird. And, and, and I have it on film, by the way. On tape. No, I'm sorry. On yeah, That's I have it. Uh, yeah. Um, so, what do you think? What do you what What says Philip to this crazy rumor? <laughs> By the way, the rumor is sixty years old almost. Yeah. Right. Right. Fifty nine years old this year, as a matter right. of fact. Yeah, I've never. Uh, I kind of thought about it before, just getting into when I first heard about it. I was like, "Oh, that's crazy!" So I watched some videos and read some stuff up about it, and. I'm not too sure I believe that it's true, but one thing I did take from it, I saw this the other day actually on the, somewhere online, and it said if Paul did die, the guy that replaced him wrote better songs. <laughs> right well, when he died. And everybody right. agrees. And right. Everybody agrees. Here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. The guy who was the publisher of the Beatles magazine Back in 1963, yeah. What do you think his name was? It is the same William Shepard. <laughs> William Shepard. Yeah. I'll give you something else to think about. They had a Paul McCartney lookalike contest in 1964. Right. In '64. Okay. Think about the year. They say he died in '66. This is right. two years before that. 1964. They had a Paul McCartney lookalike contest. Who do you think won that contest? I'm sure it's a guy Steve. named William <laughs> Shepard. <laughs> you can't. I can't make, I can't this, make this up. up. That's crazy. I'm not. I'm. I, Phil. I'm. I'm telling you, brother. I'm not making a word. Not a word no. of this up. So, um, I'm gonna have to look. I just figure I throw a little curveball into that, just to kind of right. give you something to think about. Um, yeah. That's so, Amelia, mm -hmm. questions for the young squire. 
Uh, what? Oh, she's serious. She's putting her glasses on. <laughs> I had to clean them up a little bit. <laughs> Put her glasses on. That one felt. <laughs> what What do you guys have coming up as far as shows? So our next show is going to be at, uh, I wrote it down here, August 4th. If anybody's in the, the St. Peter's area, it's a little bit away from St. Louis. It's called Diamond Music Hall. And uh, that's going to be an Elvis Meets the Beatles show. I believe we're playing around 7, I, I believe is when we start. And um, some more August dates, 4th, uh, I hear. Yeah, that's our next big show. Okay. Uh, let me ask you a question. Are you guys prepared to travel at this point? One of the big things that every band has to do now to right. get their name out there is, like it or not, you got to hit the road at some point, yeah. right? Sure. And so, we did a show um, in Chicago not okay. too long ago. I also in March, we played at a place called the Brower House. We did the okay. show up there. And um sure. would be great. It's just a matter of booking and we've been kind of trying to build build our performance up a little bit better before we really hit the road and trying to get a crew together as well Brother, i have a surprise for you after the show awesome. that even amelia doesn't know about <laughs> oh man <laughs> i am going to i i have been amelia will tell you and people who watch this show will tell you when i like somebody i troll them i'm like i'm like a the, the, um, how you would want to say it? I'm like the creepy uncle that <laughs> just lurking in the. He's the TikTok <laughs> version of our show. <laughs> but I'm the I'm the nice creepy uncle though, because <laughs> I'm the uncle that bears nice gifts for people. Yes, thank you. So I have a surprise for too. you. Um, after the show, I'm going to give you a name and a phone number. Awesome! Thank you so much. You That's great. It. Amelia, questions? Yeah. Go ahead. Question. No, I, I, you know, I was thinking that I was telling, asking him about what he has coming up, and as well, you know, I'm glad that he's going to be touring and everything. And are you, uh, any of your family going to be coming with you as well um, on the shows? Brother Ryan, he plays bass in the family band. He's our mm -hmm. sound engineer, and uh, also he helps with the gear. And because the reason why we need a sound engineer is because the Beatles sounds so specific. You know, it's mm -hmm. you can't oh, top. Yeah. That can't. prompted a question, boy. Did you prompt the question? <laughs> Do you guys use auto tune? No, no auto tune, no pre recorded. Good. All the eyes yeah. complete. Bravo. I hate auto tune because auto tune is cheating. It, it is. is cheating. Not, you might as well not be playing. <laughs> no, you, it's, exactly. Yeah. It's like let, an me, AI you, let me tell you who's using auto tune mm -hmm. Britney Spears, Jay Z, right. Beyonce, Cher. Um, uh, um, 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 Rihanna. Um, who else? Who was? Uh, um, oh, uh, Motley Crue. Um, exactly. Um, oh shit. Um, a lot of the newer. This point. Yeah. Um, even yes. Guess what? Even Kiss. Mm -hmm. Auto. -tune. Okay. Oh, and if yeah. you even listen, if you listen to Paul Stanley's voice, you'll understand why. Right. Because Paul can't do it anymore. Right. Um, he just can't. He's 73 years old. He just can't hit those notes anymore. I'm sorry, Paul. I love you. You're a great musician, but you just can't sing anymore, babe. Right. But sure. so they cheat. They use auto tune. I think that's the, cheating. The yeah, auto tune took away. You, look, years ago, you're too young to remember. 
but I'm sure you've heard stories about him. There was a group called Milli Vanilli. Oh, yes. Okay. These guys completely and utterly faked. They they lip synced on st- I'm, I'm Milia. No, they did. They, 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 they lip synced on stage. Write that down. Milli Vanilli. Yes. They, uh, they had other people's voices and they used them as the people for the band because the oh, actual singers weren't that, they weren't that good looking. So they yeah. used them as the good looking guys, but other people's voices. Yep. They put the good looking guys out front and they had the people in the backstage, you know, singing. doing the singing. The guys on the good looking guys out front were mimicking. <laughs> Layla Schmidt is here. I love Layla. Hey, don't Layla. Yes, hi, Layla. Um, when you have, here you go, Layla, she's got something she's got for you. A request. When you have the whole band on, I want to hear them play songs that they wrote themselves. Okay, we can do that. Got a request. <laughs> why don't we get, why don't we put a, why don't we put a show together? Of We will have the band join us and play original stuff. How about yeah. that? You up for that? Sure, that'd be cool. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. We love presenting new oh, music, absolutely, by the way. Yes. We love awesome. we have you know who one of our favorite people is uh, Brock Davis yes. is one of our favorite people. He came, he sang for us here. Oh yeah, we're gonna have um, him coming back very soon. Yeah, huh? Marcus Cahill sang for us here. That's um, cool. We've had country music hall of famer Lacey J. Dalton and uh, and country Sylvia. recording artist Sylvia was here um performing. It's a little bit of performing, not a lot. Um, but uh, we've had a lot of people come through here. A lot of people. Uh, awesome. We love we love entertainment. We love music. And uh, I will give you a platform, and I'll give you a, a stage to play your music on, young man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, it's absolutely. I got to take care of you. Look, you <laughs> are the future. You and your band are the future of the music business. So, sure. you know, we have to do us, us old farts have to do our part to keep the music alive. Yes. You know, right. and look at look at these guys now. Guys like a uh, perfect example. Everett Dean. He maybe he's in his mid 30s. Maybe. Right. Right. OK. But Everett has been around a little bit. Doing Elvis. Elvis died before Everett was born. You understand where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah. It's the next generation that has to carry on that. For sure. The next generation has to remember there were the Beatles and the Monkees and Elvis and Frank Sinatra and the yeah. Rat Pack and then Dean and Sammy, you know? Right. They that have to as well is trying to keep that alive for people, yes. generations after, you know, people my age. Absolutely. Of when course. I was younger, I had an Elvis poster on my wall, and I was like four or five years old when he passed away, and yeah. I had Elvis. Right. Mm-hmm, I did, and I passed it on to my kids and so forth. And the and- I do a pretty good Sinatra. Mm-hmm. I do. I do a good Sinatra, and I do a great Wolfman Jack. Yes, you do. That's cool. Yes, I do. But uh, yeah, so if you ever put a Rat Pack show together, I, I'm your guy. Awesome, um, yeah, for sure. Um, Amelia, yes. Final questions for uh, oh yeah, oh man, final questions. We sure do final questions yes. for Phil and then tell everybody what's coming up. 
We're at eight oh four right now. How about, <laughs> right? <laughs> how about my good Philip? I said eight oh five, right? Yeah. Absolutely. How good am I, kid? <laughs> Go ahead, Neil. What's your favorite song performing of the whole show? The whole show, I really like doing. I saw her standing there. It's classic. It gets people yeah. doing the oohs and it gets people clapping and singing and dancing. It's just really fun. Really that's fun a, song. That's a great song. Yes, absolutely. Angela, do you have a final final question as well? Yeah, um, but but my favorite Beatles song, mm -hmm. hands down, hands down, um, has to be, and it's not popular with everybody, but it has to be a day in the life because it's a it it tells a poignant true story that people right. don't know. That's actually a true story. That song. Um, and it's on Pepper. It's on Pepper. It's yeah. Pepper. I love the Pepper album. That's a lot great. of great songs in that. Um, yeah, I love Sergeant Pepper, Abbey Road. I love the Rev I love the Revolver album. I have. I, I probably have all the Beatles albums. I, I have all the Beatles and all Elvis. Yes, I have I, them all. I think mine. I mean, to stand alone, I'd have to go with John Lennon though the song "Imagine" because I just. Happened. I love. Yeah, I like love Lennon as a solo artist. I love McCartney, but I'll tell you who I really like. Probably, and it's gonna, you're going to laugh. I think George, as a solo artist, has them both beat. I really do. Yeah, he it's may not have sold as many records as John and Paul, and I'm sure he didn't. But for pure music quality. Gotta go hands down with George. It's George. Right. And for vocal quality, because George has a I want to say this, Phil, that George has a pureness to his voice. Right, for sure. He, yeah, he's got a a, a a purity to his voice, and I, which I love. Amelia, right. tell everybody what's coming up. Yes, absolutely. We're going to have on the 24th and 25th of this month, we're going to have a two-show episode of The Shroud of Turin gonna bring that two back. nights yeah two, two nights. nights and we're gonna have pastor steve kokowski coming back to both nights to yep. talk pastor about that steve well. will be here to talk about the shroud two nights yes two nights uh we're gonna do two hours on monday and two hours on tuesday yeah. july 24th and 25th with pastor yeah. steve our favorite reverend because he's nuts like we are <laughs> and i love the guy yeah, and uh, let's see, and of course, also on the thirty-first and the first, we're just going to do a couple of reruns because somebody's going to need a vacation. I got a couple of reruns scheduled because uh, I'll be on vacation. Yes, but when we come back for vacation, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. <laughs> no, I think um, we'll be back with a little bit darker tan. I think. I'll, I always <laughs> say, you know, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise because right? nothing is certain, nothing's guaranteed. Just got to. Pray and, and believe that God will get you through one day at a time. That's how Absolutely. we do it. And August 7th yep. and 8th, we're going to have a two-night a show again, but this is going to be of the Titanic. The Titanic. Philip, I got a question for you. Sure. Did the Titanic really sink? What do you think? I assume so. Um, you and, and billions of people around the world. Guess what if I told you, Phil? What if I told you that people believe the Titanic is still here and they know where it's at? What if I told you that the ship that sank 
was actually the Titanic's sister ship called the Olympic. It was beat down. It was a rundown ship. And they painted the name Titanic on it. And they painted the name Olympic on the Titanic. And right. why would they do that, you might ask yourself? To cash in the insurance money. Mm. What about all the people? What they do with all the people? They are collateral damage, brother. They sank with the iceberg. Oh, I see. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's crazy. We got a, we got a show that's going to blow you away. Watch that show. Watch that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, watch that show. And I'll tell you what. I am going to take care of you yes. right after this. So we are going to leave you now, folks. It's been another hectic, beautiful, crazy week. We love you all. Join us every Monday and Tuesday for What's the Buzz America's Best Podcast. Join me every week as I, <laughs> I don't know how I do it. I what? put up with Amelia. I mean, I put up with you. <laughs> I, I put yeah, you I put up with me Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. Wait a minute. I, you put... <laughs> this is a young lady. <laughs> yes, sir. No. <laughs> oh, I'm sure now. Folks, have a great week. We'll see you next time on What's the Balls America's Best. Good night, everyone. <laughs> for Phil Shaffron, for Amelia Pitbull Chapman, I'm Angelo, the mad dog Decipio. We'll see you next time. Anyway. <laughs>